0: Joker, yeah. my Heath Ledger
1: Joker <laughs> impression. I saw, I guess they're coming out with a second one for Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, are they? That's what I had saw.
0: I didn't know that. I, um, you know, kind of on the topic of, of movies in general, I, I, uh, I watched RoboCop recently, like the original one.
1: Yeah. I was about to say, not the. What was it? The other one came out, like, what, 2016 or something, 2015?
0: Yeah, that sounds right. Um, And it, it made me realize something. I miss 80s movies like tropes. Like, in particular, The Toxic Vat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like the slow motion fall into the toxic vat. There, there
0: was always, if you needed a guy to be a superhero, throw him in a vat.
1: Yeah. Or supervillain. Or
0: supervillain, throw him in a vat. You need the supervillain to die, vat. Yep. Throw him in a <laughs> vat. Toxic vat. It was like the best, like, uh, like writing. And they
1: always have, they're always open.
0: Just yeah, like open. open on the top, yeah. you know? <laughs> like with like a catwalk yeah. going directly over it. It's
1: <laughs> like, you think OSHA would really allow that?
0: Mm. Well, the reason that made me think of Robocop in particular is, um, you know, towards the end there, um, where he's hunting down the, the, uh, the Red Foreman gang. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, Red Foreman plays like the, um,
1: Oh yeah, in the old school uh, one. Yeah, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Um <laughs> I wonder if he's gonna stick his foot up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always wanna you're always like
0: expecting him to say like dumbass, you know? Um There's a scene where a dude's like trying to run down Robocop in like a van and he crashes into a, a big, like, container that just says toxic waste on the side. <laughs> and it's, like, made out of papier-mâché. <laughs> he crashes into it, and, like, all the toxic waste, like, you know, blows into the van that he, he was in. That he, he comes out the back of the van, mm-hmm. and he's, like, all mutated. Just, like, instantly, right? I mean, this is like a steel mill. <laughs> so why did—what <laughs> what is that? Why do they have that? <laughs> and so— He's like, you know, like his like face is like melting off, and like his fingers are like falling off his bones and everything. And he's like, you know, doing this thing. <laughs> and there's a, a scene like a couple seconds after that, where he kind of like he's like bumbling around and like he he bumps into one of the other henchmen. Yeah. And whoever was playing that henchman hadn't they ne- he never saw the guy with all his like prosthetics. Yeah. And everything, and like all his makeup. Yeah. Because they wanted his reaction to be genuine. And so the dude bumps into him and he goes, <laughs> 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 oh.
1: oh. What was it? Is the uh the newer one isn't it like uh is he's in Detroit. Is that where Robocop is in the second one?
0: I think that's where he is in the first one.
1: Yeah, and I think sure. was it in the in the second one he like becomes a Robocop like after they like shoot him with that shotgun like seventeen times, he's like laying on the ground there like shooting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and His body's like flopping around. He's like
0: long dead. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the uh the new one that had come out, um yeah, I guess it I guess it was twenty sixteen. <clears throat> You know, everybody was excited for a Robocop remake. Um or reboot, whatever you want to call it. But it was P G thirteen. And everybody was like, Well Yeah. How are you gonna make it Robocop?
1: It'd be like having like a PG version of like Judge Dredd.
0: Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work. <laughs> you know? Like he would just be like letting people off, like you know, yeah, with a warning. Yeah, don't do it again. It's just Judge Dredd going around giving warnings. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but in the new one, like, uh, you know, the the it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to say that the go, the gore and violence isn't gratuitous in the first RoboCop because it absolutely is. No, you know, and it's like you know you can. If you just have the violence just for shock factor, it's kind of lame to do that. No, yeah. you know it needs to serve a purpose. No, yeah. but in this one, uh, there really wasn't any of that. But there is one scene where they, they he like after he comes back online when they turn him into Robocop. No, yeah. um, and he's like trying to tell him like you know you lost your body like in your accident or whatever. Yeah. Like, and he's like show me, and so he's like he's like. His RoboCop body is like in this, like you know, harness. Yeah. All of a sudden, like the pieces of it start to come off, and he's showing the guy, he's showing RoboCop what his actual, you know, human body, yeah. what's left of it, and he's literally just it's a like pair a, of lungs and a brain. Yeah, it's like a pinky finger. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and he's he's looking at himself like in the mirror that is a terrifying scene yeah that's like it's like as existential horror as it gets yeah it's like how how dare you <laughs> yes. how dare you do this to me and it's <laughs> like, like right in the middle of a pg-13 yeah. movie it's like they were like they were asking them like can we please put like one fucked up scene in there just one and they're like uh, okay but you gonna better make it count
1: I think one of my most favorite, like, like there's there's a lot of like good, um, like really violent movies. Like, of course, like all the John Wick movies, they're really really good. Mm-hmm. But still, one of my favorite movies to this day is still the original Boondock Saints.
0: Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah,
1: and you talk about like unrelenting violence. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> where he drops that toilet. <laughs> Off that fucking uh, that's so ridiculous! That On the top of that apartment <laughs>
0: complex, and then he jumps down to the other guy and lives. I think that was Troy Troy Duffy's first ever movie. I think it was, and what a fucking hit it was! What a a home run! Yeah, a I mean, home run. Uh, I don't know if it did well in theaters or not, but you, I don't you think know, it did. the The cult following that he that he got from oh, it yeah. was, you know, that was really something. Um, I love the movie
1: so much. That two of my tattoos,
0: yeah, are, <laughs> are from the movie. Are from the movie. I love Willem Dafoe in that movie. He was great in that movie. He was fantastic in that movie. We actually watched it not long ago. Um, and you know Norman Reedus is, he plays one of the brothers. Yeah, and I can never remember the uh, the name of the other guy. Uh, it was whoever the guy was that played Powder.
1: Yeah, what was his name? Is I Pat- I used to remember Patrick something. Patrick. He's,
0: like, he, he's like actually Irish.
1: Yeah, it's like <coughs> Patrick O'Flannery or something like, something that. like yeah. that. Yeah, I know that sounds like like I just made an Irish <laughs> name up. On this, yeah, but Patrick like, O'Flannery. I, I think that's what his name is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what, what was it? The name we gave Dad's old boss? Little <laughs> Gino Linguini. <laughs> yeah, Gino Linguini. <laughs>
1: But yeah, yes, but that was a the, fantastic movie. Yeah, it was. It's was probably one of my all-time favorites.
0: It's definitely one of mine. It's top ten for sure. Yeah,
1: my, one of my most favorite parts of that whole movie is where they're uh, where they're waiting on the on the uh, was it the Russian mob or like they're crawling through that air duct thing. Yeah. And they, like, drop down out of the top of it or whatever, and they're, like, Uh wrapped up in that rope (laughs) because they've been fighting. spinning around (laughs) shooting people.
0: It's so ridiculous.
1: Because they're, like, fighting one another inside
0: the air duct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, having, like, a brother scuffle. (laughs) I didn't think that the the second one was very good. I feel like the second
1: one... You know, with the movies like that, it's so hard to like ca- recapture like kind of what made them great.
0: Yeah, it's like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. You know, I think that the second one, the second one really tried to kind of emulate all the best parts of the first one and yeah. make the entire movie just that.
1: Yeah, I mean, the can do that. The dark humor in the second one was just sort of like they kind of melded in. You kind of saw it coming from a mile away. It's, like, one of the funniest yeah. parts in the first one is where they're all sitting. It's, uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember their names in the movie.
0: It was Connor, Murph. Connor,
1: Connor and Murph are sitting there with Rocco. Brother Rocco, yeah. At that table, like, eating pizza and drinking beer yeah. all night long. And then that cat's sitting <laughs> on the end of the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And he like slams his fist down on the table, when and that gun, gun goes off,
0: <laughs> blows the cat all over the wall. And Rocco goes, "Is it dead?" It's just a ma- a pile of gut stuck to the wall. And hey, his girlfriend comes home. She's like, "Where's my cat?" And he's like, "I killed your cat, you druggy bitch." <laughs> <clears throat> I I thought that you know his um his directing style was um it really was unique yeah um just kind of like his shot composition and you know things like that it I I I kind of I kind of wish that Troy Duffy would have made more steps into like you know actual um. You know, like big budget films, because it would have been cool to see what he he could have brought to the table.
1: Yeah, it's one of those deals. It's sort of like we always talk about with with like uh, metal bands and stuff like that. It's you almost feel like if they some some I think a lot of people feel like if I if I try to take that step towards like the more corporate like big budget type stuff. Yeah, it's like then people are going to think I'm a sellout.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they end up like, like how staying. How dare you get paid for? Yeah. Your, so what they you're end up doing? like
1: staying like in that little niche like community or yeah. whatever. It's like they never like, and, and you know, I guess I understand like you're kind of uh, was it like Occam's Razor or whatever where it's like like you're like the returns on what it is that you're trying to do is like you know what I mean? Yeah. We like you kind of see it with like uh, what we've talked about like with Bring Me the Horizon where it's.
0: Yeah, they they you know, they've stepped out of that zone several times. Yeah. <clears throat> they're like we're just trying to do you know what we feel like we want to do.
1: Yeah. It's and like it it's like, our band.
0: Yeah, it's our band. And you're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah, it is your band. But the fans are, you know, Yeah, they're the people that are driving the thing. They're your fans. Yeah. They don't belong to you. Yeah. So it's like they if they come to you for a certain thing. Yeah. And you say, "Hey, we don't do that thing anymore," and they go, "Oh, well, then I'll go somewhere else." Yeah, you can't get mad at them. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. what I mean. You're gonna have to find other people that like the new thing that you're doing.
1: Well, I mean, you've seen that so many different. Especially, it seems like a lot. It seems like it happens a lot with like metal. I don't know why it is. Why that always seems to be the case. It's like look at uh like Metallica and like all their yeah. old stuff, and then like they did like uh Load and Reload, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, disgusting." Yeah. And then they went and did St. Anger, and everybody was like,
2: ah! <laughs> it's like, such a hard left turn. <laughs>
0: it's like, like, all the fans are just like a bunch of kids in the back of the car bitching, and the Dad just whips it off the interstate. Maybe you'll like this!
1: <laughs> oh, good. Because I remember around the time that St. Anger came out, like, that sort of, when I had, like, discovered Metallica, and, like, I was listening like, all their old stuff, like, uh... Like kill all and like uh, ride the lightning and like all that stuff. Yeah. Like all their old CDs. Like uh, that was really like my first introduction to like metal. Which I think that's like a lot of people's like first introduction to like metal.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, they're kind of like a good uh, kind of stepping off point because metal goes in a lot of different directions.
1: It's such a. It's, it's, that's it's, it's, it's absurd.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of even difficult to 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 describe what metal is to someone. Like anybody who doesn't <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. Anybody who doesn't listen to metal is gonna have this idea that metal is just blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, and you, you can't understand what they're saying and that is some, some of it Some of it, yeah. Some of it is that for sure. Um but you know, you have like uh math metal and like new metal yeah, and like you, gent and mm-hmm. you have gent and you have, you know, thrash metal which I hate you know, personally. Um, so it goes in a lot of different directions.
1: Yeah, like doom metal, metal core. Yeah,
0: metal core. Yeah, yeah. I feel
1: like I'm in like a uh, Forrest Gump, and he's like talking about all, <laughs> yeah. all, the, different- <laughs> <laughs> all the different strip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, the the kind of the running theme, of course, is the high energy, um, kind of aggressiveness. No, yeah. that's that's pretty even throughout. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you don't want high energy aggressiveness from your music, then you're not gonna like really any kind of metal that's out yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> I actually have a very soft spot in my heart for Swedish power metal, really, just because the spectacle of the entire yeah. thing is just <laughs> like. <clears throat> You go and you watch like uh, a, a Swedish power metal band's like music video. Yeah. It's like a dude like with like long hair and he's like shirtless on a horse and yeah. like <laughs> there's like a dragon <laughs> flying in the background and like a wizard shoots a spell and <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just so entertaining. <laughs> just just seeing everything because you're like this is this guy's vision. is just. It's, it's come true for yeah. him, you know, <laughs> this music video.
1: Yeah, there's so many different types. I remember, because when I first kind of sort of like discovered metal, like new metal was a big thing. Oh, yeah. So that was like back in like the late 90s, like early 2000s. So I guess you had like, you had like corn, and then you had, which I still find I still find it kind of hard to stick them in that like new metal Type genre, I guess, because when I think of new metal, I think of like Limp Bizkit, and I think of like
0: it's really like kind of like hip hop and metal fusion. Yeah,
1: exactly. Or like I think like Linkin Park when they did like the um, well, really any Linkin Park, but like the was it the CD that they did with um, Jay Z? Was it Jay Z? Uh,
0: That sounds right. Yeah. Um, it or they was, did like was like it, a Encore, I think is what they called it, or was something it, like that. It wasn't Meteora, was it?
1: No, Meteora was- Was it Hybrid their, Theory? It was Hybrid Theory, but it was a re-release of Hybrid Theory, where they, they kind of was leaned in- Was it called in. Hybrid
0: Theory Part 2? You know, I don't know. I, I, I might be right. It was so long ago. <clears throat> but yeah, that, that album has like- every track on that album is, oh, yeah. is fantastic.
1: Well, that's what- I remember when- I don't think that I was I listened to Linkin Park like maybe a year after Hybrid Theory came out or like that's when I discovered them. And I just remember every song on that on that album. I was like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Like every song on this album is so yeah. so fucking good.
0: Yeah. That was like one of the, the one of the only albums that I can listen to like front to back. Yeah. And just enjoy the entire And Meteora thing. was
1: pretty good too. Yeah, Meteora was a pretty yeah, good CD.
0: Sure. Linkin Park did like they really found their sound. Yeah. Like right out of the gate, they're oh, like, yeah. "This is what we are, and we're just and we're doing this yeah. all the way through," and they're able to do a lot with it. <laughs> like even their, um, you know, even their later stuff, like uh, Bleed It Out, and um,
1: that was a little bit of a change from like what the original. I, you know, and I think the thing is too is, is the, I think. Some of the aggressiveness and some of that, some of the rage that is kind of required in order to write some yeah. of those songs. Like I feel like as you get older, yeah, like the you testosterone, kind of lose the, energy. Your, the testosterone your levels your go down, your T levels go
0: down, <laughs> so like you can't really
1: like get that oomph in You're there. you Like trying to yeah. like, ah,
0: I just can't find the energy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it comes off
1: very disingenuous.
0: <laughs> well, also, too, I think that you know Chester's voice is such a through line. Yeah, like he 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 had such a. Um, Such a unique sound. Um, And he was a powerful singer, too. Like, that dude could hold a note for a long, like, scream out a a note loud and long. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure he, did he, I might have it backwards. Maybe Scott Weiland (laughs) recorded Linkin Park stuff or Chester recorded with Stone Temple Pilots. No, well, Scott Weiland died first. I'm yes. pretty sure. So it would have been Chester then. I think yes. Chester recorded some Stone now, Temple Pilots. No, I know Pilot that Scott songs.
1: Stapp recorded with Stone Temple Pilots. Not Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, Yeah, it was STP. Yeah, because I think he went on tour with them after Chester's death.
0: Yeah. I don't particularly care for Stone Temple Pilots.
1: Uh, They've got a couple of songs that I, that I really, really like. Some of their older stuff, um, like from like the early 90s and everything. Yeah. But... It's always interesting to me how, especially, too, with, like, the early 90s, like, that seems to kind of be, like, it kind of bridges the gap between... Um you have like hair metal, like in the '80s, where you have like poison. God, and, how
0: did I forget hair metal?
1: Yeah, you have hair like, metals. Yeah, right? you have like yeah. poison, and you have like Bon Jovi, yeah, and like all these hair metal bands. And then it takes like an abrupt turn. Motley Crue. Yeah, and it takes like an abrupt turn, and you have like Nirvana, yeah. Soundgarden, Alice Allison Chains, uh, Pearl <laughs> Jam, STP. Like, you have, like, all these, like, grunge bands. And it's like, where did that come from? And, yeah. then, all, and then it, like, takes another turn. Mm-hmm. And then it goes into, like, new metal. Yeah. And then you kind of got, like, Southern
0: rock is over here, kind of just. Yeah, doing it's interesting. Its own thing. Yeah. Like, Leonard Skinner yeah. and, like, um, uh, Kid Rock. And Kid Rock kind of was. He was yeah. a wild card because yeah. he, like, would incorporate, like, hip hop into his stuff. Yeah. And you're looking at Kid Rock, like, that doesn't seem like a guy. They would appreciate hip-hop. No. Mainly because of the people that like hip-hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you mentioned Nirvana just now, and it, it reminded me. Um, well, actually, let's bring in the podcast right quick. Um, hello and welcome, everybody, to the 30th episode of the Thick Boys Podcast. That's We have released 10 episodes three times now.
1: There you go. Um, it's taken us almost two years to do it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. clears
0: throat> Sorry for... Uh, Missing last week's uh, release. We I um I had to go down to Florida and uh, um see my nephew graduate from high school. Um, them Florida people are they're built different, man. Like they live in a very rural area yeah. of Florida. Like they have, their town has one red light. Oh, really? Like that's how rural it is. <clears throat> and uh, after the day after he graduated, that we went and celebrated at like these natural springs that they have down there.
1: I think I know around the area that you're talking about. Yeah. Off the I-10 corridor.
0: Uh, no, it was about an hour outside of Gainesville.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah. Like square in the middle of Florida like any beach is like yeah. 5 hours away.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, you're not <laughs> so, like, <laughs> so we were
0: like we were like walking around down the boardwalk at these like natural springs like all the high school kids are there and they're jumping in the water and yeah. stuff and like there's alligators in this water. Yeah. We saw one. I mean, granted it was like a little like two foot long alligator, but the point remains, yeah, there's alligators. there's in alligators there. in this. And there's like this green algae. Like hair, like it, like you remember that scene from a uh, fucking Lord of the Rings yeah. where they're walking through the bog and there's dead people <laughs> under the water. That's what it looked like. <laughs> like don't look down or whatever it is. Yeah, and these kids are like climbing up trees and like doing backflips <laughs> off of it into the water, and they've all got mullets. I saw so many mullets down there. There's, I love that mullets have taken have like made a comeback. They're just a different breed, dude. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, so hello and welcome, everybody. Um. Oh crap, what was I talking about? Nirvana. Yeah. Um I don't know, I don't I don't know who they were uh like what show they were on or yeah, I think you might have even been in the UK. Um but they're on some show and they were like the musical guest. Yeah. And the producers told them that they said we're just going to have you guys like mime you playing your song and you're going to lip sync to your own song the actual track.
1: I bet that didn't happen <laughs> did it?
0: Well, (laughs) Nirvana didn't like that, and because it was the 90s and people did whatever the fuck they wanted to do, they got up there, and they just put on the worst fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the dude playing guitar, he didn't even move his hands up and down the fretboard, and he just did this, like up and down and up and down and up and down, and the dude playing bass, he's just like... (laughs) He's like, I don't think he stood still through the entire performance. They were doing Teenage Spirit. It's not a really high, particularly yeah. high energy song, and he was just like, he looked like he was on fucking yeah. everything. Like he was like swinging his bass. Like at several points, he wasn't even touching yeah. his bass. But then you had uh, Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain there at the microphone. And he's like singing in like this really low register, yeah, and he sounds like Johnny Cash, <laughs> and he's like he's ain't like eating the mic, he's like this close to the mic, <laughs> and like the funniest thing is just like everybody in the crowd at first was like, yeah, Nirvana, yeah. And then like as it kind of went like, on what is going on like the the funniest part is the cameraman didn't know who to look yeah. at. <laughs> <laughs> to make it look legit, he's like constantly panning between like all the different members of the band, but he couldn't stay on them for too long because you're like, well, they're not really doing anything. Yeah. And then like he tried to like show the crowd, playing the crowd's just kind of like <laughs> like Dave
1: Grohl's in the back, and the
0: drums like taking a nap. <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious if you just sat there like. This. Oh. Um. Yeah, it was it was it was very uh, it was very punk. Yeah, (laughs) very 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 punk. It's what Green Day wishes they could do.
1: Yeah, it's always (laughs) it's interesting to kind of like look back at, especially to like the seventies, because like you had like, you would think too that like some of like the stuff in the seventies would have carried over, and you would think that really like kind of with any era, but it really doesn't because it always kind of takes like an abrupt turn. Yeah. Right. So, like, you had like the '60s, the well, the '60s and the '70s kind of build on one another. Like, I think, like, you kind of have when well, it might be. There, there isn't. It, it as, might be because like I like Jimi Hendrix so much, yeah. and I see enough of that carryover from like the late '60s, like when he was putting out all his stuff, like the like the acid type rock or yeah. whatever, because it was so different yeah. than like what anybody else was doing at the time and then like from there then you have like stuff like um like Creedence Clearwater Revival mm-hmm. and you have like it kind of you you can kind of see it kind of carry over like where it's not like oh we're not going from like the Beatles or like the Animals like which the Animals like they're pretty good but like like Buffalo Springfield or something like yeah. that and then like you don't really see that carry over to like um what would be like a big 70s band like the Doobie Brothers or something like
0: yeah. that I think that, like, you know, there's, like, the transition from, like, 60s to 70s, as far as music goes, um, was very, it, w- it was, uh, uh... It seemed more linear Yeah, very linear me. and very slow as far as, like, the point at which those two things became separate from one another. Yeah. Whereas you have, like, from 70s to 80s... It was totally different. It was, like, a, they did, like, a totally different thing. Like, like a hard no. left turn, right? No. <laughs> the, um... And maybe disco has a lot to do with that.
1: Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. You know? No. Yeah.
0: But the eighties just come out of nowhere with like synthesizers and like all this like trippy <laughs> shit. And yeah. like I think people started realizing it was like, we can kinda of do whatever. Yeah, we whatever want. you want to do. Yeah. Whatever it doesn't have to do. really have like a And because, you know, we can obviously they didn't have the ability to reach an audience the way like, you know, you do now. Yeah. Um but they kinda of were like, Oh, we kinda of have more like avenues to reach our audiences, so what we can find a group of people that like whatever it is what we're doing. We don't have to do whatever's no. the the big thing right now. <clears throat> and think, man, movies went that same way too.
1: Yeah, because I guess like in that well, the '80s have so many like different really really good movies. Like, well, maybe not really really good like comparatively. Like if you think about, like maybe to the individual. Like, you have, like, Sixteen Candles, and you have, yeah. like, all these, like, major motion pictures that were, like, super successes. Yeah. And, like, especially, like, as far as, like, pop culture and stuff is concerned.
0: And well-earned, too. Like, yeah. you watch those movies nowadays, you're like, yeah, this is still- Like, The Breakfast Club and, like, yeah. that kind of stuff. You're like, this is still a great movie. Um, I well, think- I
1: mean, they kind of, they stand the test of time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's um,
1: or like Terminator, Terminator, yeah, RoboCop, RoboCop, Alien, yeah, like all this, these fantastic movies that came out like in the eighties.
0: And it's also like very charming too, like something about like the way they shot things and like yeah, there was a lot of wide shots and like um, you know, a lot of well, eighties CGI was so terrible. That nobody yeah. really ever used it. It's sort of like the liquid thing, like in <laughs> Terminator tomato <used> like- <laughs> Yeah, and it was probably also extremely expensive. Oh yeah. Um, so it was kind of like you know the the diminishing returns, right? Like we're spending all this money and it looks <laughs> fucking awful. Um, oh, speaking of bad CGI, um, the you know the network, the TV network, CW. Yes. So they oh they they've, they've got a bunch of uh like superhero shows, like a lot of DC stuff, like they've no. got The Flash and Arrow and Supergirl. Yeah. No. And Supergirl in particular uh kind of caught a bunch of shit a while back. I've seen I've seen some of the clips. They're bad. <laughs> Have you seen the one where like she she was like a construction worker yeah. and she like she like phases like yeah. back into herself?
1: Yeah. It's morbid time. And she, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we got to talk about that too um, but she like phases back into herself and she like attacks that alien yeah. or whatever so if anybody is interested and anyway, i will post a link on the facebook page too it's look up supergirl bad cgi and it'll immediately it'll you'll get yeah. thousands of results for it the funniest thing about it is like it looks like 90s cgi like yeah. from power rangers yeah like the alien that they have there is, like, he doesn't really, like, he's, like, he he doesn't look like he is in the same world as them. Like, he's, like, the lighting on him is totally different. And it's, like, they're, like, outside in the middle of the day, and he looks like he's in a dark hallway, but he's standing outside. So he really sticks out. And then, like, they show this scene where Supergirl, like, you know, she runs really fast, and then she punches him. Well... Uh, like later on in that scene, somebody fires a gun at someone, yeah. and so she runs really fast and she goes and blocks the bullet. Yeah. But the scene where she runs really fast was reused. <laughs> so the first time she does it, she's standing behind like this barrier, like like a traffic like sawhorse, yeah. you know. And she runs and hits the alien. Yeah. So you know, if you have any kind of object permanence, you know that she's over here where the yeah. alien was. So, when she runs again, unless she ran back (laughs) to that sawhorse, it's just like, it's so fucking lazy. And the worst part about it is it was a promo. Oh, God. That was what they were using to hook people to come see the show. Oh, it's so bad. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of
1: bizarre, like the decision making for some of these shows.
0: It's like, you know, CGI is, like, have you ever seen, like, Ugandan movies? <laughs> I like it. It's, like, on that level. Yeah. It's only, like, barely
1: better than my, that. My favorite has got to be the one where that woman's, like, running and, like, yelling and screaming. And yeah. he gets out of the car he's like, why are you running? Why
0: are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> <laughs> but they'll do, like, uh, you know, like, really terrible, like you know not even CGI it's like no. clip art that you just play, you paste <laughs> over the top of the of your scene or whatever it's like it's almost on par with that but it was like you know that came out you know not even 10 years ago so it's like why is it that bad
1: when well, i've seen some clips from some of their new shit like i guess like the batwoman show is like really bad too like the yeah. cgi and i don't even necessarily think the CGI could still be bad and it still kind of be charming as long as like the acting is okay. But I feel just like some of the acting that I don't know if it's the actors or if it's the writers or like well, what it is that they're you, doing.
0: Once you notice bad CGI, it kind of puts you in that mindset where you're like, okay, let's pick this apart and yeah. see where it fails everywhere else. Yeah. Cause it all becomes very obvious to you. Yeah, It's like, once you notice something is kind of off, like in your TV show or your movie or yeah. whatever it is that you're watching, it, it really takes you out. Once you break that immersion, you start looking at this thing yeah. as kind of like a sum of all of its parts rather than you know a homogenous like yeah. piece of media.
1: Well, and you would think too, like, and I know that CGI probably still isn't cheap today, but you would think that they would put less emphasis on it. Like if you know that the CGI is going to be bad, yeah. Like I'd be like, look, we're going to use the like, least amount of CGI that we could po- that do we as possibly much, like, can. Practical for... effects, as exactly. As possible. Yeah,
0: and that always looks, you know, because it's a hundred real. times better. It's, it's, it's real. It's sort of like you
1: know? the the Tyrannosaurus Rex that they made for <laughs> yeah. um, for uh, Jurassic Park.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like even like the CGI dinosaurs in the new movies don't look as good as no as the. Um, the animatronic one that they made in ninety whatever, whenever that came out,
1: like ninety one or something like uh-huh. that. It's like early. It's like either eighty nine or like early nineties. Yeah, and talk I, about a movie that still holds up. Yeah, that movie still holds up.
0: I just, um yeah, I, I kind of, I kind of feel like, you know, if, if. It should be obvious to you, especially if you're in like the film industry, right? No. That your CGI looks bad. You should kind of have an eye for that sort of thing. No. Because if I'm noticing it, I know that you <laughs> it should noticed be blatantly it blatantly obvious. So somewhere in like the editing process on the cutting room floor, they said, "Okay, hey, yeah, that looks great. Green light." Yeah. It's like you know that didn't look great. <laughs> you know for a fact <laughs> that didn't look great. <clears throat> um. There was something I wanted to say about that. Um, oh yeah, so like once you notice like something you know is awry, yeah. some, something is untoward in this movie, the <laughs> TV show that you're watching. Mary and I watched um, Ambulance recently, which is a new Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah, um, and we love Jake Gyllenhaal, so we watch anything that comes out with him in it. We watch it, and I didn't really know anything about the movie other than Jake Gyllenhaal was in it. Yeah. So we were watching it, and about five or six minutes in it became painfully obvious yeah that michael bay directed this movie
1: oh yeah there's like explosions in the first scene well
0: it's not even so much like the action it was just like the shot composition and like the camera angles like there's a lot of like he does dutch angles a lot you know where it's like the camera's like pointed up and kind of like tilted to the side yeah it's, that angle is supposed to convey unease or tension. No. So, like, there's this one scene in particular, and I've tried to find it on YouTube to see if anybody else was talking about it. No. And it's, and you can't really find it on YouTube. You just have to go watch the movie. But Jake Gyllenhaal and the other main character, are, they're having, like, this argument, right? And he's trying to convince them, you know, like, one last job, one last hit, you know, yeah. or trying to do this big <laughs> yeah. heist or whatever. <laughs> And the guy's like, oh, do no, such a such a trope. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, I'm not <laughs> in that life anymore. He's like, you remember <laughs> Afghanistan? It's just it's like. <laughs> but the whole time that they're standing there arguing, the camera's just going around and around and around and around and yeah. around, and it's nauseating. Yeah. And there's, like, so many, like, quick cuts to, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's face yeah. right here. And, like, he's like, come on, man. Yeah. And he's, like, really, like, his lines are, like, this big energy, and then, like, his energy comes down. Yeah. But, like that's not matching what the camera's doing the entire time the camera's spinning around and around it's like on a carousel and there's so much like lens flare and like yeah. light bloom and it's like like the uh, you know they'll do that thing where like the sun rays hit the camera and yeah. it kind of it, you know covers everything you can't really no. see the actor anymore that scene is probably two and a half minutes long oh. and it feels like a fucking eternity Ugh. it just goes on way too long you know I remember
1: the very first Transformers movie that he did. It, it was really good, I think, because people weren't used to sort of his film style yet, yeah. and it matched that movie. Like it makes sense. It that matched the energy. It of matched that movie. the energy of the movie. Yeah. Where he lost me was in the second movie. Yeah. Where there's like this huge fight between Megatron in Optimus Prime in the desert, like yeah. among or no, it wouldn't it was Bumblebee and oh fuck, is it, they were like fighting like near like these tombs or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, yeah.
1: there's like a wide angle shot of it. Yeah. And there's just it's just like it was like, like this scrap heap just like <laughs>
0: It's too much. Yeah, he's just like I can't. I can't tell what I'm yeah, looking like,
1: at. Like what? What is going on? Like
0: <laughs> how do you know who's winning? Yeah, you know, it's like have you ever seen two squirrels fight? Yeah, you can't. <laughs> or like two cats. Yeah, you can't keep track There's of that. Air going everywhere. You just gotta wait for the yeah. outcome. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll see <laughs> once this is all over. <laughs> oh man, yeah, he um. But speaking of Jack
1: Gyllenhaal, he has a bunch of really good movies. Have you ever seen, oh, yeah, um, for sure. was it Nightcrawler? Yeah, dude. That's Nightcrawler a really good one. Great. That's a really good one. And I'm a huge sucker for like boxing or like fighting movies. So have you ever seen Southpaw? Yeah. Southpaw is amazing. I love Southpaw. Southpaw
0: is really, really good. Southpaw is, you know, it's a very stressful movie because he just keeps fucking up. Yeah. And it's like. He keeps fucking up. He's, like, past his prime. He's yeah. like He's, like, punch drunk. And it's all his fault, too. Yeah. Like, everything that he fucks up is his fault. Yeah. And you're just, like... And, you're, and, he, and it's not one of those things where, like, it's his fault and he doesn't think that. Yeah. He knows that. He's just struggling against himself, right? Yeah. It's man versus self. Yeah. And that's those are usually really great movies because it's very relatable. Yeah. Like, how often do you get in your own way? All the time, all the time. Yeah, You're like, your own worst enemy. I'm probably yeah. my biggest hurdle. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <clears throat> but I'm like I'm a sucker for like boxing movies. Like I like I like the Rocky movies, and I think maybe that was like my introduction to like fighting movies or like boxing movies or yeah. whatever. But like there's so many other good ones. You have like uh, Cinderella Man's a really good yeah, one. Cinderella
0: Man's good. Million Dollar Baby. Uh, really Million Dollar Baby
1: is fantastic. But I. Million Dollar Baby is really good, but you also have Clint Eastwood in it, and he puts out really, yeah. really good movies. So, yeah.
0: um, Warrior. Oh yeah, Warrior. It's like a UFC movie. Yeah, that oh, was a really good movie. That's really good. So we were talking about was it Tom Hardy? Yeah, we we're talking about his insane traps in yeah. that movie. They like start like yeah. above his yeah, ears, yeah, above his fucking ears. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's so fucking jacked in that movie. It's unreal. <clears throat> My. My favorite part about that whole movie is how they like developed his character as far as like how he fights. Like he just walks in the ring, yeah. like beats the fuck out of somebody, and just leaves.
2: Well, just leaves. Yeah. yeah,
0: Like no, no, no music or anything. It's so wild. Um, while we're on the topic of movies, do you know there's a new Beavis and Butthead movie coming out? No, I didn't it's know that. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. <laughs> I saw a trailer for it, and. <clears throat> It looks a bit more, um, as far as the art style goes, it's pretty on point for uh, that Mike Judge kind of style, but it's very crisp and clean because it's like modern animation. But the thing is, this is the first 2D animated film to come out in a very, very long time. Yeah. Like pretty much since Treasure Planet, everything has been 3D.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, yes, this isn't a Disney movie. And yes, it's Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> but it's like you know, I have faith in Mike Judge, that he'll he'll make a he'll make a move for people that enjoy Beavis and Butthead. You'll enjoy this movie. No, so I'm I'm we am excited to see. We will be watching. Yes. I am his
1: target audience. Yeah,
0: me too. Absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: I kind of wish that he would do like a uh, a King of the Hill movie, because I would certainly watch that.
0: I'm surprised that he hasn't.
1: Yeah, you would think, well, I you know, would you say that Beavis and Butthead had a greater cultural impact than King of the Hill? Or vice versa?
0: Um, that's really hard to say. Well, no, maybe it's not. I would say King of the Hill. Just because think, King of the Hill had a I larger think, audience.
1: I think King of the Hill simply because of the meme culture around King uh, of yeah, the Hill.
0: Yeah. King of the Hill's such a good show. That's fantastic.
1: It's like It's so good. One of my favorite episodes. Is where Peggy's standing in the in the bathroom trying to say penis. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because she's supposed to like teach like sex. Ed. Yeah. And Hank's standing outside like watering his yeah. lawn, and she just vagina. <laughs> He's
1: like, he always tells her to be quiet. Everybody can hear her cussing. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I love Hank Hill as a character because. He, um, it would have been very easy to write him as just kind of like an ignorant racist. No. But they didn't do that with him. And it's like he, and you I guess you could call him ignorant, but he was never like outwardly like mean towards anybody. No. He was just very conservative. Yeah. And like, you know, usually by the end of it, there would be like this new thing that he kind of opened his heart to. Yeah. But at the same time he remained himself. Yeah. And that's a very difficult thing to do. Oh
1: yeah, he's a fantastically written character. Yeah, with a character, you yeah. know.
0: Usually like if the character changes, they change completely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um but yeah. Still
1: my most favorite character in that whole show is Dale.
0: Dale? Yeah, <laughs> Dale's my favorite. He's like
1: the pocket sand.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sha, sha, sha His his <laughs> his massive distrust of the government yeah. really really uh, <laughs> connects with you, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Really, all those characters in that show were written really well. Like you have, like Dell was written really, really, written really well, and then you had Boomhauer, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Bill Dotrieve was yeah. just like a, you know, he was like the washout of yeah. to end all washouts. <laughs> Do you ever see Mike Judge on? Um, I think it was Conan O'Brien. He was talking about the inspiration for Boomhauer. Uh. Uh-uh. It was. It was while he was airing, King, uh, Beavis and Butthead, or while MTV was was airing it. He got a phone call from some guy who was complaining about Beavis and Butthead and it uh. sounded like what Boomhauer sounds like yeah. now. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, he was like, I've been calling y'all better in three months now, playing about you every time that dang Porky Butthole come on TV there. <laughs> <laughs> he thought the name of the show was Porky's Butthole. <laughs> so that was his inspiration for that character. <clears throat> but yeah, I love Mike Judge. Oh, yeah. He's awesome. I wish that he would have done more stuff. I, I, but at the same time, I kind of respect him for, like, you know, just stepping away yeah. from all that. Well, because, the two
1: things that he's put his name on, yeah, like, everybody knows.
0: And things don't really end anymore. No. Like, nowadays, the things just kind of, they just fucking jerk on the teats and get all the milk out of it <laughs> that they can, and then t- until everyone's fucking sick of it, and then it just kind of fizzles out.
1: Yeah, it's like, look at, like, the Marvel universe.
0: Yeah. And le- and it leaves this legacy of like, oh uh, uh, god, that. Yeah. You know, whereas like if it would have ended like three seasons ago or whatever, it would have been like one of those classics that everybody talks about. No. Like every, you know, shows. I think Lost was the first one that kind yeah. of, oh. that kind of got that way.
1: Oh, well, so like look at Game of Thrones. Yeah. This is like the whole ending to Game of Thrones is just.
0: Well, those two dudes, D and D, they just wanted to wrap it up so they yeah. could go work on Star Wars.
1: And they'd fuck that over, too.
0: Yeah. Well, that shit, video games are that way now. Yeah. You can't just let things stop. Yeah, well,
1: it's like all sorts of, like, media. It's like they're... Especially, too, like, when you... I think when you work for, like, this large corporate-type entity where it's just like, oh, this is the equation that works so that we can get money.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of, like... You know, you want to make a video it's, game. It's it, just like
1: the soulless. Yeah.
0: It's like you used to want, okay, you want to make a video game. You get your little team together and no. you make your game and then you bring it to a publisher, especially during the 80s because everybody was publishing everything. and no. Atari almost ruined video games forever because they were just flooding the market with garbage. <laughs> Anybody that had an idea was like, yes, that. Do that. <laughs> It's like the E.T. video game. Yeah. It was so bad that they took all the copies of it and dumped it in a landfill. <laughs> and they recently uncovered it uh, a couple of years back, yeah. and people were, like, buying copies of, like, this destroyed game cartridge yeah. <laughs> of the worst game of yeah. all time for, like, thousands of dollars.
1: Ugh, I've been sitting in that leachate. <laughs> yeah, ugh. Yuck.
0: But, um, yeah, I mean, there's that's why there's a Call of Duty every year. Every year. Yeah. Because they have to release one.
1: Or well, they're beholden
0: to, their the, to shareholders. their the shareholders, right? Yeah. And, you know, I've said it before, and, and, you know, I'm not the only one who said it, but it's like, the, you know, games and movies aren't made by people with vision anymore. It's made no. by this board of directors that have got to put out a a product to bring in the income and appease, yeah, appease the
1: shareholders. That's really, like, why probably if, if you were going to start, like, a media company or something like that, they're, if you wanted to put out, like, really, really good content, Or like you wanted to put out stuff like really connected with the audience. There's there's really no reason why you should ever take it public. Yeah. There's like unless you took it public with like the like everybody that bought the shares like understood. Yeah. Like hey, like this is not going to be Mm -hmm. like you you can give us money, you can buy shares and what it is that we're gonna do, but it's we're not gonna be just churning stuff out so that you can make money. That's not how this is gonna work. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know... But then again, like, you would be breaking your fiduciary responsibility to the shareholder. Well, So you couldn't really do that.
0: The problem is you get thousands of voices yelling at you. Yeah. Right? And it's kind of hard to, like, hear the fans over all of that. No. It's like, I know that my fans want this, but I have to do this. I'm legally bound and obligated to do this for these other thousand voices that are screaming at me. No. It's like, you know... If 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 you have a vision of what you want to create, you you kind of have to fund it completely yourself. Yeah. Because if it doesn't fit the equation that makes money, then you're not going to get any backing from like AAA studios or anything like that. And it's just going to you know, kind of be lost in the uh, the slurry of everything else that's exactly the same. Yeah. It's like every game that comes out now is like, how do people describe it? Well, it's like this, but with this. No. It's so, like, well, why can't it just be its own thing? Yeah. Why is it got to have like an element of this game, and why is it, everything got to be open world and have a crafting mechanic? And no, a, it doesn't work that way. There's a the new Sonic the Hedgehog game coming out. Oh god! And it's an open world Sonic the Hedgehog game, and they did they showed like a preview of it. No, and it looks—he's like the only thing with any color. In like this world they've got him running Ugh. around in. Everything else is green and brown, and it's just like, do you, like go and look at the first ever Sonic game, right? What made it? And as good. soon as the title card goes away, look at all of those colors. Yeah. And look at all of that style. Like you, as soon as the game starts, you're just hit with all of this like. No. Like oh my god, this is so, you know, unique. Now it's like oh, we took Sonic and he's in a forest now. They, you know. You've seen the forest before, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like everything doesn't have to follow this this you know this uh uh formula. Yeah. You know that that just makes money, and the thing is, like, they don't even make their money from the game sales. It's all the the uh, in game purchases. That's where all the yeah. real money comes from.
1: How much longer do you think it is before they finally figure out in in movie purchases? <laughs>
0: I kind of don't even want to speak yeah. that into existence. <laughs> I was about to say, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> just, you'll be, like, streaming, like, a movie on Netflix, and then, like, 30 minutes in, it's like, you can buy the, uh, the Game of Thrones DLC to, yeah. uh, to, you know, it comes with- Don't like this ending? It comes with the ending. <laughs> it comes with extra character. It comes with subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> And it'll be like $2.99. Yeah. So you're like, ugh, I'll just pay it. Yeah. But if 5 million people say, ugh, I'll just pay it, they just made $15 million. <laughs> Bunch of bastards. Speaking of video games, let's talk about Super Cringe Thursday. It was the uh, Legend of Zelda commercial. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Commercial.
1: I was about to say, which, because we've got two different ones yeah. that we need to talk about.
0: Yeah, we got uh, Super Cringe Thursday Double Dip that <laughs> that that commercial came out at a time where video games were starting to not be as niche as they were no yeah. and they were still trying to figure out how to market it. To first of all, who is the target audience? Yeah, <laughs> who is that person? They are just like trying to cover all these bases <laughs> yeah. at <one> time. <laughs> so you got like, like, well, we got to put a nerd in there, yeah. right? Because nerds like video it's games. Some dude with like, the, is like, tape he like the taped-up glasses <laughs> and like a pocket protector <laughs> with pins in it? Just like, just like the, the the quintessential nerd. And then there's another kid who's got like a leather jacket uh. and like spiked-up hair, and they're like best buds. Yeah whatever yeah okay okay
1: yeah.
0: and he's like he's like hey man have you seen the, the new zelda game he goes wow look at those graphics <laughs> this is this like, is like this- top down <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sprite running around on the screen <laughs> was that really a selling point with the graphics really a selling point yeah. back then they, they couldn't have been and no. all everything could only use eight colors yeah <clears throat> but they do like this like they're like, okay, well, now we've got the nerd and we've got the like the cool kid. Let's have him rap. <laughs> that way, we'll get all the people that like rap. Yeah. And they do this really fucking cringy Ugh. rap about Zelda.
1: You it's would like be hard one pressed, pressed. person to- like a snare drum in the back, like
0: <laughs> keep it like a beat. <laughs> it's like you would be hard pressed to make a rap about Zelda now and it not be cringy. Ugh. If you had, you know, who's a prolific rap artist right Post Malone, he couldn't do it. No. Nobody could. Snoop Dogg couldn't do it. No. So, yeah, it was, they were trying to cover all these, like, just hit everybody all at once and we'll see who reacts to it. (laughs) Well... I couldn't imagine that anybody, reacted, anybody to it. reacted to it. All they probably did was solidify drive that. people away from <laughs> the product. <laughs> All they really did was probably make people be like, "Oh, video games are lame," because <laughs> it's not And vid commercials not just cringe now. Yeah. It had to have been cringe back oh, then yeah. when it first came out.
1: I don't know. The early '90s were like a wild west for like these commercials and stuff. Like I remember, like. Some of the marketing that they used to do yeah. back in the nineties, like yeah. you remember, Everything like Surge,
0: like, yeah, like so high energy, yeah, just like fucking su- off like, the wall, su- like Surge Cola, yeah. And then it's
1: like there's like a dude like slams his face against the wall, and like the <laughs> Surge thing pops up or whatever.
0: <laughs> He's like, you don't understand, Mom. <laughs> he like jumps on like a skateboard and like yeah. rides it through the house. Yeah, and he like fights his stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drink Surge or you're a loser. <laughs> Everything was like that. Everything was so fucking like cerebral too. Like, uh, you remember the Gushers commercials where the kids would eat the Gusher and, their and like their head, head would turn head into head, like, like a big like raspberry? A, yeah,
1: I do remember that.
0: You remember that there was one kid whose head turned into a banana? I do. remember And banana that. was not a Gushers flavor. Yeah, it wasn't. Was it? <laughs> no, <laughs> I never put that together. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of funny when you when you look at those old commercials because they just didn't know they didn't know. Who yeah. who they're marketing this to? They just went <laughs> in completely blind and they're like, just try everything. Yeah, there's like
1: a dude like does like a rip of coke and then he's <laughs> yeah. he's like Okay, all right, here's what we're gonna do.
0: So like how do we sell this fruit snack? They're gonna eat it, and it head turns into a banana. <laughs> <laughs> That's golden. Yes, yeah, hello, Martin Scorsese. <laughs> I need you to film a commercial for us. Wasn't there like yeah you know, like the pops commercial? It was like gotta have my pops, but he was like a fucking crack addict.
1: Yeah, and the in the Cocoa Crisp bird or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was
0: a lot of like loony crazy characters. You yeah, know? Chester
1: Cheeto for yeah. like the tricks the tricks thing the like tricks, silly uh, rabbit what's, tricks. What's, tricks are for kids. Yeah,
0: what's, why can't the rabbit have any? Yeah.
1: <laughs> or like, like the leprechaun like run away from the kids from the bowl of cereal
0: yeah. Well, yeah they're just like trying to like keep it and away from and all of them from... are like packed with sugar They're only sugar yeah it's, that's all it is It's just all sugar It's up sugar <laughs> it's, yeah yeah sugar feed it to your kids in the morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then send them to school so the teachers can deal with them yeah so when the teacher gets there the kids come in at 7am <laughs> <a>. <laughs> 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 they're all fucked up on sugar <laughs> So they don't pay attention for the first three periods And then they crash and eat lunch and then like the last three periods They're like all asleep. They're just asleep. Yeah. Like what'd you do at school today? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I was insane on sugar for two hours <laughs> and I slept the rest of the day. <clears throat> Speaking of cereals, did you ever uh see where you know, the, they would put cereals like that kind of on the middle shelf in, like, aisles. Yeah. Usually the stuff that, like, has a higher selling potential is up top. But those cereals would be— Well, they want them my level with the kids. They want them my level to the kids, and their their mascots would have their eyes kind of pointed down yeah. to try and catch the gaze of That's the kids. That's so children. crazy
1: that they, like, figured out that that would be, like, a selling point. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: It's also kind of scummy
1: unless you're like our family and then we're all taller than
0: yeah yeah we always got um like life cereal yeah oh because you know you buy a life box life cereals actually really good you buy a box of apple jacks how long does that last Yeah, especially not if very you long. got three boys you're trying to feed no you
1: know, we got like the. We always used to get like the bags, yeah, like the big bags that were like at the end of the aisle, <laughs> yeah, the
0: like the like Kroger brand yeah.
1: cereal, like fruity fruity Dino Bites.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I remember when I was in college, I had bought like a whole bag of like those or whatever, and I like I didn't really have anything to eat. That was really the only thing in the apartment that I had to yeah. eat. It's so like I'd that cake. How many yeah. cakes did you eat? <laughs> A lot. A lot of cakes. That's why I put on so much damn weight. <laughs> but I had bought like this whole bag of like Fruity Dino Bites or whatever it was. It was like Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And like, I just had anything to eat, so I just like took the milk and poured it in the bag. Oh, my God. I was just like, eating it out of the bag. Because <laughs> I had like, that much left in the bottom of it. It's so sad. It's, like, like, I really don't feel like <laughs>
0: dirtying up a bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's imagine somebody coming into your apartment and you're just sitting like on your chair, like no shirt on, eating cereal out of a bag. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone I live like this. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of kids, let's talk about our other Super Cringe Thursday. Which, by the way, if anybody's interested, the first Super Cringe Thursday, just look at Legend of Zelda 80s commercial. And oh, I actually got one more thing to say about that. That that video game had two commercials. There was one, that, the one that we got with like the the really cringy rap, and then the one that released in Japan. The one that released in Japan really drives home the point that they didn't know who they were marketing to. No, yeah. because it's like this choreographed like step dance thing where they're like, it looks like West Side Story, but with like <laughs> <laughs> with Zelda. <laughs> I don't even really know how to explain it, other than like it's very of that era. Yeah. As far as like they used to like a lot of like fog machines and yeah. like you know like styrofoam like uh, set pieces and stuff. Yeah. You just gotta watch that. Go watch Legend of Zelda, Jap- uh, Japanese commercial, and just just go watch that one. Um, but yeah, our other Super Cringe Thursday. This was actually a tweet. Boy. I don't don't know um, where this took place, but it's. I'm assuming. It's looking like a primary school. Like a primary school, like with all these little kids. And there was, like, maybe, like, a local, like, karate uh, dojo that came and put on, like, a. uh, Trying to recruit kids for the dojo. Trying to get some kids to come and, you know, do that. (laughs) And in this video, there's this little girl who, you know, sadly doesn't have any arms. And the guy is on his knees in front of her, and he's got, like, this. You know, little little boards you punch and they break. No. Well, obviously she can't punch it, so he's got it set on like these two cinder blocks, and he wants her to stomp on it and break it in half. No, and so he's like, "Yeah, stomp on it," and she stomps on it and it breaks in half. And he goes, "He goes, yeah, high five oh Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's like, knuckles. And then he, well, he, he goes like, he goes double high five, and then he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you <he goes laughs> see it, like, his body language. And he goes like, a normal high five, he's like, no, that doesn't work either. And then he goes to do fist bump, but she can't do that either. Yeah. So he, like, fist bumps her chest, and then he's like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, like, pats her on the head. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. <clears throat> It's like you said. Like each de- each, each decision was worse. <laughs> it was a worse decision than the last one. I'm surprised you didn't slap her on the yeah. ass. But <laughs> she
2: walked away.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I felt so bad for him.
1: Because- Like, I, the little girl was, like, smiling the whole time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah the little like, girl wasn't yeah, yeah, she yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: she's, she's like- she But, was, like, you
1: could see the panic, like, as yeah. he was, like, <laughs> yeah. going through all the different decisions. <laughs> so, <like.
0: laughs> well, the thing is, like, you know, you're, you're, you're fucking wired to, yeah, high-five when somebody accomplishes yeah. something. That's well, just, most
1: people you interact with have hands yeah. and arms. Yeah. Like, that is a societal norm to yeah. be like, high-five, like,
0: good job. Yeah, it's very, you know- Possible that that was the first person he ever met that didn't have any arms. No. So his natural reaction was, was like, yeah high, high five, five yeah. and then uh oh like yeah. his brain is like just like short circuiting <laughs> yeah. trying to figure out. He's like the tire screeching yeah. sound effect. He's like wait a second. It's like it's like hang on we got we'll find something for this situation. Yeah. It's like thumbing through all the files. Like uh, try fist bump ah shit. <laughs>
1: oh god like he's like a... Uh, you can you kind of see him like slowly die inside
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that one's rough it's you know there, there there's a lot of uh of of videos similar to that as far as like talk show hosts or who are like or game show hosts who no. like talking to um, you know, people who won something or whatever, and they go to congratulate them, and they go for a handshake, but that person doesn't have any hands. Oh God! Or they'll, you know, ask them a question like, "Did you see such and such?" And the person's like, "No, I'm blind." Yeah, like, oh, They're God. Like, oh no. <laughs> but you can't like, you can't really fight your instincts. You can't no. fight how you've been wired by society to yeah. interact with people. Yeah because if you if you're constantly like manually deciding on how you're gonna interact with everyone, you're gonna you know how long it would take yeah, you to do anything yeah to go
1: anywhere, well, not only that, but those decisions are sort of like subconscious like to do those things, like it's sort of like an automatic response to just kind of help you get through your yeah. day like if yeah. you had to like manually be like. Concentrate on, like, this is one person, how you're going to respond to him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and
0: they're just standing there looking at yeah. you, like, <laughs> why is he staring at me? And then, like, three seconds go by, and then you reach out for a handshake. Yeah.
1: They're just going to walk away from you. It's a, like, just like somebody's talking to you, you just like, look at them, and they're just like, is he going to respond? Like, what? And you're like,
0: processing. Processing. <laughs> 60% <laughs> critical error.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really felt for that guy. The yeah. first time I saw it I was like, "Oh."
0: Yeah. "Oh. Oh no." Yeah. Because it easily could have been me. <laughs> you know what I mean? If it was me, I probably would have done the same yeah. thing. I know that I would have because you know, you just kind of I feel like I would have went with the thumbs up. After, after, yeah. I would probably would have went for like the double high five initially, yeah. and then I think what I would have done is I would have brought it around to a clap. Yeah, so I thought have been like, ha ha, like this, <laughs> like, like, that's what I meant to do. It would have been very obvious that that wasn't what I meant to do, but I would have saved it with that, you know. <clears throat> it's it's funny because, you know, I I saw that little girl with, with no arms, and I also thought like, man, I know the other kids give her shit kids are awful because kids are terrible
1: kids are terrible
0: and they also don't know that what they're doing is terrible yeah because they're only a couple years into this thing and the rest of us have had 30 years to adjust yeah so it's unfair to hold them to the same standards of of social interaction oh yeah kids are
1: kids are shitty
0: (laughs) so it, it kind of reminded me of uh after allison graduated from um her radiology school. Yeah. Which, you know, congratulations. Shout out to Allison. Shout out. We all went to Gumbo's afterward to celebrate. And while we were standing, you you were inside, and it was me and Dad and Allison's dad and Autumn were standing outside. And Autumn's just being Autumn. She's a kid. And this individual comes walking down the sidewalk who had the craziest bow-legged
1: I know which one you're talking about cuz I See, saw him leave the restaurant. So you saw him? Yeah. Yes. I'm
0: talking like this dude's legs. He looked like he had 40 knees. <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: 40 like 40 like 4D like four dimensional knees.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like they were existing somewhere yeah. else at the same now time. Another
1: plane. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, his legs look like parentheses. Yeah. Like he was that bow-legged. And I saw him, I spotted him. No, actually, Mary Mary had seen him before, and she pointed him out to me. Like she was, she was like, "Hey, look at that guy!" She was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Oh my god, this guy's legs!" Yeah. She doesn't talk like that, but um, you get the gist. I, you get the gist. Uh, so he, we, we noticed him. Dad noticed him. Uh, Allison's dad noticed him. Who hadn't noticed him yet? Yeah. Was Autumn? She noticed him when he was within earshot. Oh God! <laughs> and so she goes. Why is he walking like that? Oh god! No. And just with the strong, with the strong point. Ugh. <laughs> and she got through like, "Why is he walking?" And dad, like, you know, immediately just like put his hand right around yeah. her mouth. And Autumn's like, at that point, Autumn's like, "Oh, yeah, like I've done something wrong and incorrectly here." Yeah. So dad was like, he, "Dad, you know, handled it really well." He was like, "He was like, look, when you see somebody who is different, he was like, you don't." <laughs> but point it, point out, it and out and yell, and yeah. yell about it. He was like, everybody knows that He's different. He knows he's different. You know, it's not a brand new discovery. Like, oh my god, he is different. But she was like, she was cool about it. She was like, oh, okay, yeah. But yeah, it was just very awkward. But it wasn't her fault. Yeah, she was just it's a not
1: her. Kid, yeah, she should you know. No. I remember. Um, we used to have for people who don't know, we used to have a, a very large dog. He was a Saint Bernard buddy. Oh, and we when we lived in Wisconsin, Allison used to cause we lived probably about maybe a half mile from the lake there, Lake Michigan. Yeah. So she would walk down to where the lake was during the summer and like read or you know, take buddy with her and walk yeah. down there. And there was a lady that came walking by and she had one leg that was Longer than the other, like shorter than the other. So she was like, yeah, like
0: hobbling, like,
1: like, hobbling, like, down the street. And anything that was different than the normal, Buddy Buddy didn't didn't like it. He didn't like it. (laughs) It upset him. He got very (laughs) upset by it. So, like, this lady comes, like, walking down the street, and Buddy, like, sees her. And he gets up, he's like, ruh, 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 <laughs> like freaking out all this lady's He's like walking by. And Allison's like, shut up, shut up.
0: <laughs> but he's like, wrong, wrong, wrong.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's so funny, too, because like, you know, dogs have... Um, you know that they've they've evolved alongside us. Yeah, like there's no other species that is on like kind of the same wavelength with us as like a no. dog is. No, certainly not cats. Certainly not cats. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of things about like a you know, you kind of start to learn your dog's personality. No, right? <clears throat> and dogs do have personalities. Oh yeah. You know, and it's you know, like take Lex and Lola for instance, like. They came from the same litter. They eat the same food. They grew up in the same house. (coughs) Everything's the exact same. They've spent all their time together. (coughs) Excuse me. But they're totally different dogs. Like, Lola is, like, very, like... She's just, like, everything's 100% energy... No. she puts all her faith into whatever action she takes yeah. so like you know I had to break her out of this habit of jumping off the top of the stairs down to yeah. me cause I was like you're gonna get so big one day that you're gonna kill us both if yeah. you do that <coughs> <coughs> meanwhile Lex is just like this like he's like fucking Eeyore like he's not mean he just like he's like manic depressive <laughs> like <laughs> He'll like he'll swing back and forth between like being a happy-go-lucky dog yeah. and just being this fucking sad sack, and you're like, "What's wrong with you?" And he's just like, mm, just laying on the lounge, you're like, "Everybody, my life sucks." It's like, well, I don't know what to do for you, dude. So it's 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 just funny to see them kind of become their own person. And no. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's kind of funny. So me and Wesley are recording about an hour early this morning. And uh, I was supposed to get up at uh, 3.30 was when I was planning to get up. That way I could use the bathroom, take care of the dogs, take a shower and everything like that. Well, my alarm never went off. And Actually, no, it did go off because when I looked at my phone, it was going off, but there was no sound. So thanks for that. That was great. (laughs) What woke me up was... Well, I should preface this with: Mary slept in the living room with the dogs last night because the dogs have been having some stomach issues lately. Because of course, you know they, yeah, why they, not? They why, only why wouldn't that be a thing that happens? Have been eating the same thing yeah. for four <laughs> years. So why wouldn't all of a sudden it upset their stomachs? So she's been sleeping with them out there in case they throw up. Yeah. We've got hardwood floor in there now, so it's better for them to puke on that than you know in the carpet or God forbid in the bed. Yeah. So I woke up this morning because Wesley knocked on the door, and Lola and Lex went fucking bonkers. <laughs> yeah, went fucking
1: bananas.
0: <laughs> and we were talking about like you know, if you spend enough time around your dog, you can really tell the difference between like just they're barking cause they're barking and they're barking because something's up. Like usually they're just like boof, hoof hoof. It's like they're just kind of
1: yeah they're, they're barking. barking to be barking.
0: But they're like. <laughs> You're like, oh wait a minute. Something's yeah. actually gonna go check that out. <laughs> Something's actually going on now.
1: <laughs> I remember like when uh Allison was pregnant with Autumn. That's when I was still traveling a lot for work. Mm-hmm. So I had come home, i in had gotten in late one night. I had flown into Hartsville, Jackson at like eleven. Yeah. So I like got into the house at like after midnight, it was probably like twelve forty five. And so I come in the house, and, like, I'm trying to make noise mm-hmm. to like let people know that, like, I'm in the house. So I you're not surprising anybody? I'm not anybody. surprising anybody. Yeah. Like, I'm figuring Buddy will get up or he'll hear me or something. Yeah. And he's not, so I'm, like, turning on light switches and stuff, yeah. like, trying to, like, announce my presence. Was he a deep sleeper? Oh, pff, yeah, yeah. Especially when he got older. Yeah. So I, like, go into the into the bedroom, and, like, the light is on in the hallway, so it's shining into the bedroom. Yeah. Like, nobody is waking up. It's like, I go over and like, I tap Allison and then she like freaks out and she like starts trying to punch at me (laughs) (laughs) and the whole time. And then she like, finally he hears her wake up and he just sits up and goes, (laughs) (laughs) and then he like, he like sees it's me and then lays back down and goes back to sleep. I'm like, a lot of fucking good you are.
0: A lot could have happened, buddy, (laughs) (laughs) by the time you set up and get that one pitiful bark. (laughs)
1: I was like I was like, you lazy sack of shit.
0: Like Lex and Lola, like you know, they'll put on like they're these big tough dogs, but they're just pussies. (laughs) Like the smallest thing will have them running away. So I know that like they're not gonna protect us like if yeah. something like Lex might scare somebody if they see him just because he's so large yeah no. but he also looks like a poodle so they're like ah eh, he might kind of be a, a a little Nancy yeah. and he is <laughs> but at the very least I know that they if they hear anything no. they'll make a big at least racket. the
1: size of the dog
0: yeah I'll hear we'll at least hear and know that something's up we actually um we dropped them off uh, at a doggy daycare while we went down to um. Down to Florida, and um, you know, it, it was it was kind of like you know we could pay just to have them boarded, yeah, where they feed them and they just make sure that they're you know <laughs> alive, alive, yeah, <clears throat> but. All the kennels face into the room where all the other dogs who are there for daycare (laughs) are playing and having a good time. So it's like I can't have how miserable. (laughs) (laughs) I can't have my dog just sit there and look at all the other dogs having a fucking blast. So it's like, yeah, we want them to, you know, to have have playtime as well. Well, this last time that we dropped them off, um the the person came in and took their leashes and was taking them back and the person behind the counter said uh, put Lola in run two and Lex in run three and Mary goes oh they don't get to play together and the lady was like well when they're together they bully the other dogs <laughs> 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 like, those motherfuckers <laughs> like I just imagine like the two of them walking in <laughs> like yeah. we're here to fuck shit up <laughs> But when they separate them, they, they yeah. play better with the other dogs. But it kind of makes sense because... Well, they're a pack. Yeah, Lex and Lola have been around each other their whole entire lives. Yeah. So they're like their own unit, right? Yeah. So they probably feel like they have a leg up on all the other dogs who are just individuals. Yeah. Right? So when they split them up then they have to behave like okay i've got to be a part of part of this pack part i of have this to pack. assimilate i have to assimilate rather than you know yeah. be like the top dog force my will yeah <laughs> Force my will upon all these other dogs
1: <laughs> i remember when also when we were in uh wisconsin Allison had taken buddy to a dog park up there and it was during the winter and there was like all these dogs at this dog park that were they were running around and everything and buddy he was so big like he just kinda like, I'm just gonna do whatever I wanna do and everybody else can just deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> so like the all the dogs are like running in like this pack or whatever. Yeah. And then Buddy runs up like he's gonna be the one that's gonna run in the front and apparently I guess they were like this massive husky that was there. Yeah. And the, he like Buddy like ran up and like tried to bump the husky and like the husky, body check him. Yeah, body check him. And the husky's like <laughs> As huskies tend to do, yeah. And Buddy was Buddy, I guess Buddy like backed off and just like, like, whoa,
0: okay, dude.
1: (laughs) And he just like went and sat in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Uh.
0: It's really funny when you have like you know when you take your dog to a dog park. And like the other dogs come in, and they're they're like getting to know each other. No. And like sometimes they don't get along. No. And like other times they'll like, you know, they'll do the play bow, where they'll they'll throw their front bodies down real low to the ground, and their back leg, their butts real high up in the no. air. That's like dog language. That's how they speak to each other. That's how they when you know, do you care for a, a good round of fun? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> and then they'll take off running. And it's it's just kind of cool to see them interact with other dogs. It's interesting to watch the communication. It is. It's no. interesting to see how they how they communicate with one another versus how they communicate with you. No. Because it's two totally different things. And it's like, you know, if you're at a dog park, like we're at a dog park with Lex and Lola, and they're off there, they're playing with another dog, and then we call them back to us, you can almost kind of see them switch modes. No. It's like, okay, now I'm in human mode. I've got to come in over here and, no. you know, navigate this social interaction with my owner. No. But when they go to play with the dog, they like. Okay, I'm a dog now. Yeah. So it's just it's cool to see that you know that switch in them.
1: It's also interesting too. Like I can certainly tell the difference between, and I, I don't just because I know like you have larger dogs too. So I can always tell the difference between like a large dog and like a medium sized dog and like a small dog. Yeah. Like I like I don't know like if it's apart like, from
0: like the size.
1: Yeah, I even. think it. I don't know if it's like the brain is larger, so there's like more processing power there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but there's certainly a difference between, like, our dog now that we have, yeah. who's, she's a, a medium-sized dog, I guess you could say, as opposed to, like, Buddy. Yeah. Like, but when I was, like, talking to Buddy, I'm like, I know you understand me, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I know you know exactly like, what it is. I see it, it in is. your face. I see it in your face. I You're know, looking you know, me yeah. in the eye. <laughs> Like I could say something to him, yeah, like I would just like speak sentences to him, yeah, and like sometimes like he would just do the thing I told him yeah. to do, and like, so you know exactly what I'm talking yeah. about, yeah, whereas like with Ruthie, like she's just kind of like she's she's much more animalistic than yeah. buddy ever was she's buddy, like... buddy was very domesticated, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
0: <clears throat> and then you have like a small dog, which like. Small dogs will really like attach themselves to one person. Yeah. Whereas and and bigger dogs will kinda do the same thing, but they're usually a bit more like outgoing. Yeah. Small dogs are usually much more introverted. Um and I guess that's because of the size, right? Like they they probably understand that they are very, very, very tiny. Especially if you get like a little bitty chihuahua. Like, no wonder that thing's a fucking neurotic piece of shit. No. Because it, it's, it weighs... Well, it's all fucked up. Three pounds. Like, <laughs> it's all, you know, genetically fucked up. <clears throat> so all it really can do is is bark and, and act big. I wonder what, like, like the historical
1: significance is of, like, chihuahuas. Because, you know, you have, like, uh, Shiba Inus and, like, all that stuff. Like, those were, like, considered like, royalty like, dogs. Or, like, and then, bred for a purpose. Yeah. Like, um... Like, German Shepherds were bred for... Yeah, They
0: bred to be like guard dogs, yeah. and like
1: or like collies and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they were like working dogs. Yeah. Like they had a purpose.
0: And you can see that instinct, like especially in collies, um, because they say that you know collies make good family dogs because they gravitate towards the kids mm-hmm. because they notice like okay, they see you kind of like doting over the child. Yeah, they're like okay, that's the thing that we've got to, we've yeah. got to protect that thing. So they'll they'll like follow the kid around and like. You'll see them, like, kind of bump into the kid and, like, keep them away from, like, ledges. And, no. like, if the kid's, like, climbing up on something, they freak out. They're like, you know, you haven't told them that they need to watch the kid. They're just like, okay, I understand.
1: Yeah, th- this is what we do. This is
0: what we do. But if you have a chihuahua, it's just going to bite that kid. Yeah. and just because <laughs> it's just, all well, it, and, you it's know, just another, a nervous little yeah, brat.
1: And another thing is, too, is that it's always interesting to me how people— like, especially, like, with smaller dogs, like, Chihuahuas and everything, like, they kind of, like, like the dogs, like, acting up and, like, growling and, like, gnashing its teeth and everything. Yeah. everyone's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And they're, like, taking videos and, like, stuff, of, like, but all you're doing is teaching that dog to be aggressive.
0: Yeah. To continue that yeah, behavior. Yeah. To continue
1: that type of behavior. Yeah. Whereas, like, you think that'd be funny if, like, there was a Rottweiler yeah. doing it?
0: Or if he was, like, an English Mastiff. Yeah,
1: or an English Mastiff. Yeah. Like, would you be going, ha, 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 that's really funny? Yeah. <laughs> like, Something
0: that, if it wanted to, would and could kill you? Yeah.
1: Well, not only that, but, like, <clears throat> when you have a dog even that size, like, you could have, like, a two-year-old running around, and that yeah. dog could really hurt that kid.
0: Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. It has a mouth full of fangs. Yeah. It could like, absolutely hurt that You're
1: kid. being a shit owner. Yeah. <laughs> like...
0: It's like the thing with pit bulls. Like, I feel like the reason that part of the, here's the thing, pit bulls were bred to be fighting dogs. This whole nanny dog thing is horse shit.
1: Well, they're a large terrier. It's like terriers are hunting dogs. That's what they use them for. Have you ever
0: seen like a pit bull's physiology? That thing is 100% muscle through and through.
1: Well, a lot of that is like selective breeding. Well, exactly. But
0: that's how they even got to that point. Yeah. So, the thing about Like, you look at, like,
1: a pit bull from, like, the 1920s. Yeah. As opposed to, like, a pit bull, like, now. Like, some of the ones that you see, like.
0: Yeah, like, who was the world record one? Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking scary looking dog. Yeah. But a lot of it, I would say, you know. 20 to 30 percent of that is the nature of that dog yeah well, you probably
1: also bred aggressive dogs with aggressive dogs so you're going to get more aggressive dogs
0: and the remainder of it is got a lot to do with how you raise that dog yes because a lot of people will get a pit bull because they kind of want to break this you know stigma that pit bulls have but they don't really take any steps to work with the dog They, they 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 treat the dog as if it was any other dog. Well, yeah. a pitbull needs more But it's high energy. It's high energy. It's a working dog. It's a working dog. It's eventually going to get to a point where like, "Okay, I'm not I'm not content with just laying on the couch all day long." Yeah. Like I need to fuck something up. Yeah. There's a baby. Sorry, kid. <laughs> yeah. I can't fight my instinct. So if you have a pit bull, he kind of needs to have a purpose. Yeah.
1: What's well, like with any working dog? Like yeah. German Shepherds can get like that. Yeah. Or you have like, uh, what's the other one? A Belgian Belgian Malinois. Like all these are like working dogs. Like they have to be, they need they, to do something. They need
0: to do something, yeah. <clears throat> like there are dogs that are bred to be like loungers. Yeah. Like Great Danes. No. Great Danes are, you know, every time you see a Great Dane, what's he doing? He's laying down. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what or he like,
1: does. Or like a any type of like hound, like yeah. a basset hound, or yeah. like a like a was it the uh, the what's the one with like it's red and they have the long ears?
0: Uh, it was a bloodhound.
1: Yeah, bloodhound.
0: Yeah. Well, they're tracking dogs. Yeah, and but they're like, also super lazy. They're also super lazy because their thing doesn't really require them to be like aggressive and yeah. like you know just go find high s- go find something they're just you know they're they're built to just kind of sniff things out and yeah bark really loudly yeah. like if you've ever heard like a blood bay bark. yeah yeah they don't bark they <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah it's you can't just you know have a dog and treat it like you would any other dog no. like a mutt dog like, you kind of have to raise it the way that it was kind of meant yeah. to exist. Well, also,
1: too, I think if people wanted to break the stigma as far as, like, pit bulls are were concerned, like, you would try, and as bad as this is going to sound, because it sounds like eugenics when I'm talking about yeah. it, is that you would breed more docile dogs with more mm-hmm. docile dogs. Yeah. Like, that's how you would help kind of clear that up a little bit. Yeah.
0: If you keep breeding psychopaths with psychopaths-
1: You're going to get more psychopaths. Five
0: generations from now- yeah. That, that
1: genetic material is <laughs> going to propagate itself.
0: Yeah. And then it's going to be really hard to break the stigma. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, a, a big part of that is, is irresponsible owners. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at the end of the day, your dog is a dog. Yeah. And it's going to do dog things. Like, as much as we love the idea of, like, our dogs being, like, little people, you know, they're yeah. not. They're not. They're dogs. It is a dog. And they have the potential to bite and hurt someone yeah. and even kill somebody. Um, Especially, you know, small children. So you, you know, you can't just have this, like, laissez-faire, you know, kind of attitude towards having a dog. You've got to kind of, you know, be present in helping this dog socialize with other people and with other dogs. Because dogs are pack animals. They need socialization. Yes. If they don't know how to be a part of a pack they're going to fuck that up and yeah. possibly hurt somebody. It's like with Lex and Lola. It never occurred to me, like, we've socialized them with other people. They've been around kids. Like, even when they were puppies, we would purposefully pull on their tails and ears because that's what a kid, little kid's going to do. Yeah. And, you know, not that we would let a kid do that, but if a kid did that, yeah. they would just kind of, you know, yeah. okay, get away Knock it you. off. They <laughs> wouldn't, like, you know, <laughs> murder the child. Yeah. So it never occurred to me, like, okay, Lex and Lola are their own pack. They yeah. literally spend all their time together. Yeah. So when they come around other dogs, they're naturally going to like kind of buddy up yeah. together.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's us against them. It's us against them. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, yeah, you can't just you know your dog can't live eight years in an apartment, only ever seeing you. No. Yeah. And then all of a sudden a new person shows up, and you expect them to just accept that. Yeah. Of course they're going to freak.
1: Yeah. Well. <laughs> It just kind of goes to show you how important it is to, like, socialize your animals. Well, yeah. Your dog specifically. A cat's just a fucking cat. But.
0: Yeah. A cat's just a cat. And not that I have anything wrong with cats. I love cats. Yeah. You know, especially if it's, like, a nice, sweet, cuddly cat. Yeah. But some cats are just... Fucking assholes. Like fucking assholes. <laughs> because...
1: Little demons.
0: It's it's basically, like, a lion, but it weighs five pounds.
1: Yeah. It's, it's still a fucking cat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's no, you can say what you want to, mm. there's, the cats are not domesticated. No. The only reason that cat doesn't kill you is because you're larger than that cat. <laughs> yeah. If it
0: could kill you. It would. It would kill you. It would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like, you hear
1: like these stories, like people like dying in their apartments, they got all these cats and then like people show up days later and the cats are eating the person yeah. that's dead. Like, yeah.
0: because yeah. so it's a cat. It's a cat. And it didn't love you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, a cat will show you affection if, like, you feed it and it has water and it has, you know, like, an outlet to, like, climb and scratch things and a place to shit and you clean that shit up. Yeah. But if it doesn't have that, it's going to be a psychopath. Exactly. It's just going to go back to, you know, cat nature.
1: Exactly. Well, it's like you could take probably mostly any cat. There are some cats. Like, I don't think that Paisley- (laughs) I don't think yeah. you just tossed Paisley out in the, in the wilderness. No, she, she, wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. she was last. She was last. But, like, I I don't think you could have, I don't think that you could have taken Buddy and put him, be like, here you go, like, figure it out. Out in the wild. Yeah, out in the wild. Like, he was totally dependent
0: mm-hmm.
1: on somebody giving him food yeah. and a place to sleep. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was like with Lex and Lola, they couldn't do it. No. Yeah. They're just too, they're too soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the slightest thing gives them severe gastrointestinal <laughs> uh, distress. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Lola was the first one that kicked all this puking shit off the other night. Like, around, like, midnight, you know, she you wake up because you hear, hoo, hoo, hoo,
1: hoo. Oh, that's That sound will wake you up out of a dead sleep. Oh, yeah,
0: like right out of REM sleep. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so Mary, by the time we woke up, Mary, was, me and Mary, were like, oh fuck, we we're like scrambling yeah. to get up out of the bed, <laughs> and like, Lola gets to the edge of the bed and she pukes off the edge of the bed, Ugh. but it hits the bed frame. Oh no! And then goes everywhere. Ugh. Like some of it got on the mattress that wasn't protected by the mattress protector, mm. and it got on the, our bed frame. Has got cloth around it, so it got oh, in that. And no. It got in the carpet, and it was like brown puke. Ugh. So. At like twelve thirty a.m., we're like scrubbing the carpet with like carpet cleaner, <laughs> just like kind of half asleep. Just... The joys of being a dog owner. That's the worst. It's...
1: Dog pee's the fucking worst.
0: It is. Dogs are nasty, man.
1: They are. They're fucking. They're, they're gross. fucking
0: gross. Because they're dogs. Yeah. It's like as cute as they are, and as much as you love them, every now and again, every now yeah. and then, they'll remind you. Yeah. I'm oh, a dog. I'm a dog. <laughs> You're like, oh, my dog is so sweet, and she's so yeah. smart, and you take her for a walk, and you catch her eating a turd. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, you're a dog. Oh, yeah, you're a dog. Look at that, you're sniffing roadkill. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man.
1: It's sort of like the other day I took Ruthie for a run with me, and so like I'm running like down, like in the into the next neighborhood, and like I see it coming up. I see there's roadkill on the side like yeah. the side of the road just kind of like off to the side. Yeah. And I, I first of all I can smell it. I see all the flies buzzing yeah. around it. And if so, you're
0: smelling it, she's been smelling it for a while.
1: Exactly. So like I'm trying to get her on the other side of me. Yeah. So like as we're like running by, she's like craning her neck <laughs> trying like, to get trying her... <laughs> to get at it. So I'm like running and like jerking <laughs> Like, jerking the leash, trying to get it. then like, it's like, fucking come here. She's fighting her instincts yeah.
0: with every fiber of her being. And <laughs> I'm already like, tired. I'm not enjoying this at all. <laughs> She's like, it's calling to me. <laughs> I need to go and roll then, around
1: Of in course, that. like, I look over, and it's like a cat. Yeah. And the cat's, like, bloated. It's, like, bloated. The mouth is, like, hanging open. It's like.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, very, like. <laughs> Roadkill is so some of it's like, you know, if you see like a dead deer on the side of the road, you're like, oh, there's a dead deer. Yeah. But sometimes he's like, he's splattered like across Ugh. a mile. <laughs> like, I don't know what. Ugh. He got hit by like Freddy Krueger yeah. or something. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving by, like, oh my god! It's
1: like, you ever seen? There's like an old Facebook meme where it's like that dead raccoon on the side of the road. Somebody
0: painted the line over it.
1: <laughs> well, there's another one where somebody went and get went and got like a balloon that says "Get better soon" or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <And> like, just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man! Oh, God. Well, um, that's all we've got time for today. Um thanks again everybody for listening. Uh me and Wesley we have been discussing uh we're going to make a good earnest honest attempt to have a larger social media presence because that's really our only option now to grow the podcast because we have been sucked into oblivion and we yep. have both requested reviews of the account and have got no response. No. Nope.
1: Yeah, um, so essentially what that means for people that don't know is that uh probably about a year and a half ago like kind of sort of when the podcast first started out we were able to take some of the posts and everything from our facebook group and yeah. then kind of they call them boosting the the post yeah. or whatever where i guess like you could it pay a little bit like the audience yeah you could pay a little bit of money and then you kind of get like uh, you i guess like your post or something get put into feeds like people's feeds and yeah. everything like that and then so I'm not sure exactly what happened. Like, Facebook kind of refuses to let us know. They what, won't tell us what happened. Yeah, they won't tell us what happened. But essentially, like, they've said that we're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, so. we're not allowed
0: to boost posts. Um, so this is going to be a footwork, boots on the ground yeah. effort. Uh, so if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, uh, go follow us there. Uh, we're going to uh, kind of branch out to a bunch of different social media platforms. um. I have been training myself on how to use Twitter. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I have. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to uh, try and you know post there and uh, try and kind of keep like consistency too, like across platforms. Like if we whatever we post on Facebook, also post it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then of course you know get the YouTube page running up and just do different things there. And uh, if you would like to help, uh, share the podcast, uh, leave a like or rating and a review on your preferred podcast platform. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it's just. Um, oh yeah, and if you want stickers, and you want to put some stickers out and about, uh, reach out to us, and we will get those to you. Um, but yeah, just uh, thanks again for the continued support. We were looking at our numbers yesterday. Uh, we're at nine. Uh, yesterday, when I looked, we're at nineteen hundred and three downloads. Okay. Which is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of amazing that our episodes have been downloaded that many times. Yeah, I
0: know. It's you know, we we really came out of the gate strong. We were looking at like yeah. the number of downloads that we had like, like two hundred and twenty f- or something. First, co- yeah. like, first episode was like two hundred and twenty downloads. But that's overall time. I don't know, yeah, like yeah. you know, when the first like seven days or whatever. Um and then we kinda you know we've been kinda maintaining the same download numbers um like within like a ten or fifteen uh, you know, difference for about a year now. Yeah. Which is good. So we're, we're, we're yeah. meant to We've found, We have found our target audience. Yeah. Whoever's listening to us is continuing can, to can, listen. Continues to, us. to listen. And that's, exactly. that's what you want. Yep. So to you people listening, thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Yes. And whoever that is in Germany that's listening to us, thank you.
1: Yes, thank you as well.
0: Danke. <laughs> um, well, yeah. you have anything you'd like to close with?
1: Nope, just thank you for the continued support. Like Gary said, we're going to try to make a concerted effort to sort of have a more... A more
0: more of a presence.
1: More of a presence yeah. on social media.
0: The problem is that we have jobs yeah, and we got, lives and, we
1: got jobs and lives, but
0: it's like I don't even really post that much on my personal account anymore.
1: No. I'm just I, so
0: wrapped up with other shit going on.
1: I guess I'll have to take some of the time that my company pays me to do their job and <laughs> <laughs> And have an, an online presence. <laughs> A little bit of embezzlement. <laughs> A little bit of, uh, was it wage theft or time yeah.
0: theft? Time theft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dogs are barking. Oh, they know that uh, we're in here now. There's the alarm. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. Um, we will see you on the next episode. Uh, I am going to release that video of like the top or not like top, but like our best moments or favorite moments. So that, that is going to be coming soon. I'm going to work on that as soon as we finish up here. So, yeah. Well, thanks again, everybody. Thank you, and goodbye. Bye, everyone.